welcome to the South Road Boys. Hello, mate. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm pretty good for a Monday, an Easter Monday. Easter for us, Monday. Won't be when you listen to this. But, no, you know, timey-wimey. For us, it was still, you know, like chocolate eggs getting <clears throat> fat and public holidays. Perfect. Sounds like a good time. Apparently, Jesus too somewhere, but... Rose again. You know. Not that many think about that. It's really about the eggs. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you're right. Um, so how did you spend your long weekend? I went up to the Great Lake of Tasmania. Is in, it in the Central Highlands? It is great, though, isn't it? It is pretty awesome. Mm. It is. Uh, we worked out because I remember. Remember, I mentioned a little while back. Someone swam it. Wasn't it something like twenty kilometers? Two kilometers or something. It's a long way. It's a big. I don't know why they just didn't call it the Long Lake or the Big Lake. Fucking because it's not lake. that great. The Mega Mac Lake. Big, big cold lake. Big cold lake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be better. Oh, Big be. cold arsehole of hell water spill in the middle of Tasmania spotlight thing. Now, that's the one next to it. Okay. And then they found the Great Lake and went, oh, no, that's the Great Lake. Yeah, that's the Great Lake, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's there's, what one, I did. there's another one which is called the Even Greater Lake. Even Greater Lake. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I did. Stayed in a shack, though. Didn't camp it up because the weather was looking a little bit miserable. Mm. So, I did the smart thing. I went to a place with a roof and a warm bed. But there is still a nice big, like, built-in brick barbecue fire area out the back. So mm. even though it was a bit miserable, you could still sit out there. It's over cover. Yes. Um, and it's just spark that fire up and just get warm and sit out there with a brewski. And you and a good book, really? Is that right? Yeah, that. And, you know, you get the occasional wallaby come past, bouncing. Yes. Oh, fuck! I didn't know you were in. They kind of piss off the other Challenge direction. Challenge it for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a... There was a huntsman that was just hanging around on the, the ceiling of like this covered in air all the time, but he'd mm. move around a bit. But just to make sure you I think he attention. loved a bit of warm. Mm. Yeah, I reckon he was enjoying it because he did stay around the, the chimney region. Right. Okay. So I reckon he was like, you know what? You should be here more often. This is all right. This is a bit of okay because yeah. I like it when someone's around. It's it a I bit mean, more toasty. And there's nothing better than sitting at a fire with a beer in hand with a huntsman crawling around over your head. Oh, nothing better. Low job. <laughs> With a huntsman crawling around <laughs> over your head. Yeah. You've got to have the You've huntsman. You've got to have the huntsman. <laughs> Without the huntsman, it's not the same, is it's it? It's just a Tuesday. Most people would be like, you know, they'd go away somewhere, mm. a nice place. And they'd be like, you know what, something's missing. And someone just comes in and says, you know what you need? Huntsman. A huntsman. That's what you need. And they go, oh, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? Maybe that's a new business venture. <laughs> Hire a huntsman.com. Hire a huntsman. Fantastic. We could just be a huntsman farmers. Mm. Oh, imagine! I'd love to do some huntsman milking. Would you? It'd be great. <laughs> well, uh, my, imagine, look, my imagine under- the look on their face change when you start to milk them. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> it's like, like oh. oh. No, it's the teeth, <laughs> yeah. not the other end. Yeah. Have, have you seen or have you heard a huntsman being milked? growl while <laughs> no. they're being milked? <laughs> I tell you what, there's not much more of a sexy sound <laughs> that can hit your eardrums. The sound of a huntsman milking. Now, there's a movie with Kevin Costner. The sound of huntsman milking. It's like the sound of one hand clapping, but it's just slightly different. Could be the whole new thing. Huntsman milk. In the, not oat milk. Oh, not for, nut the, milk. for the dairy-free. Yeah, all that huntsman milk. Huntsman milk. Mind you, you get the vegans and go, not your mum, not your milk. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need 4,000 huntsmen just to get half a glass. But- That's true. There are a lot of happy huntsmen. <laughs> Once again, I think we're getting milk from a far different region than huntsman's brighter than you are. 
I think you and I are milking the other. We're milking different ends of the Huntsman. I think we're also milking this entire story for what it's worth, too. I tell you what, though, if you ever want to see how people really feel about spiders, put a picture of a Huntsman on Facebook. Oh, I know. People <laughs> cringe. People are like, I'm moving. I'm out of here. Especially they when do you, get big. They do get very big. I'll take down a cat. <laughs> take down a cat. will. A little cat. Like... Something like a panther, like not a full-grown <laughs> lion. <laughs> Why do you reckon there's no longer panthers in Australia of a certain Tasmanian animal left? Oh, no longer Tassie tigers. Mm, that's why the tigers went. The huntsmen yeah. took them down. And went, fuck this shit. Yeah. The um, the devils, mm. they're a little bit tougher in the hide. They're a bit harder to take down. A bit more wily as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, they, and they also make that shrieking sound. The huntsmen don't like that. No. They kind of... <laughs> Screech they do. It's like a fucking banshee. If no one's ever been to Tasmania and heard them, they are horrifying in the middle of the night. If you're camping yep. and you just got a devil that's just wandered past your camp and they decide, you know what, now's the time that I'm going to shriek. Release the crowl. It sends shivers down your spine. The other thing that most people who don't live in Tasmania really do fear is when you're camping and you hear the huntsman fall on your tent. Because they make a reasonable... They do, because it's just a bit of weight, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, and they do. They do that little, like, creaky way sound. Yeah, and it's good. I'm like, but the, the thing is, the good thing about the size of them is you can put them on a rotisserie pretty easy. That's true, <laughs> too. And, look, one of the other great things about the Huntsman mm. is that they keep, um, like, the pests and that kind of stuff away. They're actually handy. Mm. Like, if you leave a small child out beside your tent, they'll take that away. Easy. Don't even. You'll never see it again. No. All that crying, you're within, wow, this campsite is so great. Now, like, <sighs> the serenity. There's something changed, though. Something's quieter. Doesn't matter. I'm comfortable. Yeah, exactly. I'm Whatever. feeling great. Whatever, Trevor. Three days later, you find that little Billy's gone. <laughs> oh, well. And here comes this big, fat huntsman <laughs> milking himself <laughs> as he walks past. <laughs> well, wearing Billy's hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, oh, should it just be a, a hunt spider now? A hunts person. Hunts person. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Well, do, they don't hunt people, though, so it can't be. No. No, hunts cats. I'm sure they've got a probably a scientific name that may be non-gender specific. Yeah, there would be some long name that's that probably only about, about 15 or 16 letters. Yeah, that only four people in the world actually know how to pronounce. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, so that's what I did. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, when um, huntsman friending. Foraging. Foraging. <laughs> Foraging in the fields. Foraging in the fields. Um, How about you, mate? Uh, well, fuck. tomorrow we uh, – because my, my daughter has uh, – we've found has got dust mite allergies, mm. which is not good for her because she's coughing and sneezing and that's a you know, real – like, You know how you can get rid of those dust mites? Tell me. Just release a heap of huntsmen in the house. Really? Yep. I'll let you know how that works. Try selling that one to the family. <laughs> yeah. Jake could be on board. Yeah. Doesn't mind that. No great company you can get them from. Hirehuntsman.com. Really? Yep. <laughs> Apparently they oh, do you know a, a guy? Ah, uh, they do a great job. Excellent. Yeah, highly reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> on Yelp. <laughs> uh, no, so my daughter's got a dust mite allergy, so we've decided at, uh, a couple of months ago that we would pull up the carpet and get rid of the carpet because back in Melbourne we had floorboards. And so we thought, well, if we can do that here in Tassie, maybe that might help. And we ripped up the carpet, and thankfully, the almost 70-year-old house that we're living in had floorboards. You do know, though, why you don't sell a lot of floorboards in Tasmania. Uh, tell me. Because when you've got carpet down, it's a lot fucking warmer. <laughs> True. That's why. 
We, we aren't silly here. No. And you've only been back a few years. Yeah. You've forgotten. Mm. So you're going to be cold. Well, I won't be because I, I live with a woman who has the fire glowing white. Also, though, if you want, mm. you can actually order some huntsman slippers. jackets and, oh, okay. and Uggs. So it's basically made from the hide of the huntsman. Huntsman leather. Yeah, it's fantastic. Huntsman leather watch. Yeah, you can actually grab something out of a great website called um, HireHuntsman.com. Huntsman. Clothing, accessories, yeah. collectibles. Sex toys. Yeah. Bumper stickers. Perfect. Yep. Kids' parties. There's well, Huntsman costumes. You just get a Huntsman and stick them on your windscreen. No one steals your car that way. <laughs> Uh, so we decided that that's what we're going to do. We're getting the, the floorboards polished or sanded and polished tomorrow. It will look smick, though. It will look nice. I mean, the floorboards, floorboards do look amazing. They do. Um, and the floorboards that are there, whilst they are almost 70 years old, are in very, very good condition. So all the carpets come out, and then we had to remove the furniture. But I also had to do some work under the floorboards in the underside of the house. So some of the floorboards have come apart and there's a little bit of a gap. And the people who come in will put like a, a wood silicon. It's not a silicon, but it's a wood filler. Yeah, so it's a similar colour to what the wood is, I guess. And it stains like a, a regular wood, so it actually looks like a wood. Right. It's more like like a wood grout. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so I had to get under there and, and basically affix something in that uh, over the gap. So I've got this very thick plastic uh, that we were using. Because I figured if I took that down there, I can cut it to size as needed. Because I'm not really sure where all the joists and stuff yeah. like that are. And I've got an air compressor and a staple gun. So, so tum, tum, tum. exactly. Yep, you Unf- sound so manly. I know. Unfortunately, though, the height of the floor and under the space under the floor is not one that I can crawl. I have to commando crawl. Oh, that's nearly kind of claustrophobic sort of stuff. That doesn't bother me. I'm with, within confined spaces and heights, I'm the same. Did you have a soundtrack to crawl to? Like, <laughs> did you just set a song that just, so you felt like you're in a movie? No. Oh. Like an Ellie Stallone film or something? <laughs> like Rainbow First Blood. <laughs> no. And Great, because so, no, you answered the cobwebs. You were going through the Huntsman's domain. Oh, really? There, there wasn't as many cobwebs down there as I thought, but there were a couple of animal carcasses that maybe the cats have yeah. taken a couple of birds in there and stuff like that. Um, Joe, mm. wasn't the cat? It was the huntsman. It was. I mean, I, I think you're <laughs> I losing the nest. this. That's why they say cobwebs because huntsmen don't actually have webbing, yep. and they kill all the other stuff. That's why they clean everything up. They're actually a really good pet. Do you reckon huntsman is treating the underside of my house like a like a like a, a what are those funnel web spiders? Where they just catch the prey and drag it under the house. Mm-hmm. That's probably what the huntsman's right, doing with mine. It's like a communion. I was wondering why there was a half a boar down there. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> huntsman's got to eat, mate. But my son said, Dad, can I come under the house with you? And there's part of me that goes, oh, fuck. Oh, this isn't good parenting. Well, this is just, I just I just thought that it'd be a lot more work because I've got to take a compressor, the compressor hose, the staple gun, the plastic strapping, the scissors, head torch and another torch, and I, I can't crawl properly. I'm kind of doing this commando yeah. crawl. Did you show your bear horn? Oh, Just in case. You never know. Should off, but I didn't. <sighs> Rookie mistake. It is. Um, and I'm kind of like, uh, and Amy goes, no, it'll be fine. I'm going, fuck, well, you're not the You're not getting out of the fucking house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we said, yep, no worries. So the boy went and got a pair of, you know, daggy old tracky dacks on and uh, a hoodie. Fucking best thing ever. 
because he was crawling around. He was actually kind of, you know, goleming it where he's walking on his feet and his hands. Yeah. Sort of, but he ha- could just move. Yep. So he's like, that's all right, Dad, I'll run the plastic in for you. That's all right, Dad, I'll run the progress- compressor in for you. So he's making trips in and out and underneath the house. Fucking happy as Larry. All they had to do was give him a couple of goes on the um, the staple gun. The gun, he was happy. That's it. Joy. Reward. It was awesome. Fucking awesome. And he'll have no fear of getting into small places. No. No. None at all. He was a little bit, when you're looking at the black void ahead of you that is the end of the house where there is no light, yep. he really was a little bit, uh, Well, it's all good until you see two eyes looking back at you in the dark. Yeah, true. Or just the reflection as, you, as your headlamp goes across mm. them. And I went, no, boy, it's fine. Yeah, because like, you go past, like, what the fuck, you come back and there's nothing there. It's like, am I just seeing things? Blink, blink. <laughs> no, just. But once I got the stick and really prodded him in there, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come out yet, boy. <laughs> Not until it's all bloody Some well more, done. More plastic. <laughs> exactly. So we did that, and that was really good. Jake was actually a lot more of a help than I thought he would be and actually made my life a whole lot easier. But I can tell you now, my abadabas. I'm feeling it a little bit. Oh, took a bit out of you? Well, a man of my years is not supposed to be commando crawling without any practice. You know what you should have done? Mm. You should have set up a training practice area in your backyard. You know, set up some barbed wire, dug things out a bit, put a bit of water through there with a the hose so you mm. go through on your stomach, all that kind of stuff. What I should have done, Troy, is study harder at school, got a better education so I can get a better job. I can pay someone to do that shit. True. That's probably what I should have done. could have done that too, but... But I didn't. You didn't think about putting a training thing in the backyard, though? <laughs> I was probably a bit more focused at the job at hand. Could have put some camos on. And turning it into uh, an SAS <laughs> Australia sort of preview. <laughs> it's a, it's Would have been good. Uh, uh, what it, was it? Yes, um, yes, Yola. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor Leith. <laughs> Survivor Leith. Singing <laughs> of all the places you could go. Ellie, you've got dust mite yeah. allergies. <laughs> you've been voted off. Survivor Lyweenie. <laughs> Survivor Perth. No, no not WA. Not WA. <laughs> yeah, the Perth. Population of 57. Yeah, Survivor Queenstown. No, not Oh, New that Zealand, would actually bro. take some effort. <laughs> it would, actually. Mm, that could be a tough area down there. But Tassie, I don't think. I think Tassie should have been a home of one of the Australian survivors. If you dropped someone into the West Coast, the deep West Coast as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, where the cannibals are still. Wandering around. Where the plovers fly backwards, the dinosaurs roam, and they still eat Yeah, there's still pterodactyls flying around down there. That's yeah. when you know you're deep in the west. Yeah, the deep, dark mm. west. Um, we can actually do a survivor. You could do like a, a series of alone. Yeah. Because they're doing a series of alone in Australia next. I heard which that. I, I actually that... heard it was in Tassie. Oh, really? I, can't, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear where I assumed it was going to be the outback, where they were just dropping in the middle of nowhere and say, make your way. <laughs> no, I think I saw a casting call. Mm. for people to be able to apply for it. And my deep, dark recollection of it was they were looking at Tassie. Wowzers. Well, because we that do be have a lot of, you know, uncharted, unmapped oh, yeah. bush. Just drop them in a helicopter and say, make your fucking way, and then we'll just... And you can never get they can, out. They can diarise their stuff as they go. Yeah. And, you know, if we lose a couple of them, so be it to the huntsman. I mean, and the good thing is about Tassie, Tassie doesn't have as many things in it as the rest of Australia is that's going to kill you. No, it's more environmental than. Yeah, um, like we do have creatures some. Creatures and animals? Yeah, we do have some animals that are going to kill you, but not as many as some of the northern states. 
Like we've only got two snakes that are dangerous, but nowhere near as deadly as some of the other ones. Look, let's be honest here in Tassie. If you pat them properly, they won't bite you. Exactly. You just call them. They always say, you do. Yeah. That's what they say to tourists off the plane. So like if you see a snake, don't worry about seeing what kind of snake it is. Yeah. Just go up on your hands and knees. Go up quickly. Yeah. yeah poke them, your tongue out. Give them a lick. Yep. Yeah, and give them a lick and give them a pat. Exactly. And they'll love you for it. And then get them behind and they'll just follow you. Yep, they do. Yeah. Best pet you're ever going to have. It's amazing. That's why a lot of people come to Tassie. They <laughs> just, just love the fact the snakes. snakes are so friendly. Aren't they just? Mm. <laughs> Especially when you give them a good little lick. Oh, they love a lick. And they taste just like Just be chocolate. on the back of the head. Yeah. So you, what you got to do is go out. Like, they're looking at you. Yes. And you're on your hands and knees up, and you just put your head just slightly over the top of theirs. Perfect. And down in behind. Lovely. So that way, what they do is when you give them a bit of a lick, they just nuzzle under your chin and give you a nice little pat under the chin. They're going to give um, you this lick, lick backwards. Yeah, and they love that. Traditional snake greeting. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they're just the cutest, friendliest things ever. If only they were furry, they'd be a bloody on the coat of arms. Oh, they'd be everywhere. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> have them as pets. Wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you? Bring back the snake. Yeah, keep them in the bed. Wake up in the morning, there's your furry snake. All curled up to you. <laughs> your furry snake. It'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> You love a good furry snake. You can get furry snakes. It's just a regular snake in a nudie. Dear me. So that's what we've been doing. We've been moving furniture out of all our living areas, and we have moved into the shed. Mm. The whole family is glamping in the shed, and glamping. I can tell you now, we took uh, purchased myself my own King Daddy swag. Pretty impressed with that too, because that yeah. means that. Down the track, commitment. we can go camping together. No way. And we don't have to swag buddy with each other, which I'm <laughs> oh. really happy with. Because Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, they're big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not that big. No. No. I'd never thought that we could go camping together. Yeah. Why didn't you think about this? This is great. Well, I don't ever think about how going camping. Like, I'm like, <laughs> how can I not go camping is generally my first thought on camping. I mean, imagine it. Um, we could take... um. I mean, I've got the the battery that I use with the solar blanket that I use for the fridge. Mm-hmm. We could take that along. We could plug all our podcasting gear in. Mm-hmm. We could actually podcast camping style. We could. We could cast a pod around a fire. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Get a couple of snakes in. Perfect. Play play a few tunes to the snakes. They'd love it. Nothing better. Mm. Um, I just had never thought that you and I at one point in time, like when we were playing video games at the corner store, camping with Troy just seems like a kink. <laughs> like a kink? It just, it just seems so okay. weird. Wow, you, you filthy that up very quickly. Well, but would you have ever thought you and I would go camping? I never thought I would have gone camping. Well, exactly. So, <laughs> let alone with anyone else. Let alone with me. Yeah, that's not – I mean, the, the big issue we're going to have is, is that you don't partake in the alcoholic beverage – no. And whilst I camp, I like to overextend myself in that region. I've been there for. No, yeah. I've been there with you overextending yourself. <laughs> but it's not overextending when you camp to the point where you fall down stupid or you act like a fit. You just kick back and you enjoy brewskis for the day and you just get in that nice little level. Yeah. That's good. But you wouldn't do that. No. So I don't know. How, I mean, maybe we might have to get you just, I know, just a little bit of heroin or something, or a bit of crack. But I've seen you intoxicated before, like Thursday. Oh, yeah, I was pretty drunk there, though. Yeah. <laughs> even um, this is our Easter Thursday cards night. Yes. Even I saw Mr. James' house because the table we used to podcast on, we used as a cards table that night. Oh, this very table? As an extra one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And uh, I had to pick that up on the way home from the lakes today. So that I picked must it have up. been table two. 
It was. Because I didn't notice the holes. Yeah. Uh, so I've picked it up, and he was telling me that it took him a lot of that day after mm. to recover. And there are patches where he doesn't really remember too much. <laughs> <laughs> and for those roadies who don't know, uh, is it you and James? James what? Started the, the Thursday? No, no, this was pre-James. Pre-house. Yeah, so the reason why Easter Thursday card started, and it mm. would have been, I reckon, I reckon it would be close to 30 years ago it began, I reckon. It would have been not long after 18 and so forth. Like it goes really? way, It goes way back. Because it's when we were working at Kmart and everything, and no one worked Good Friday. No. Not in Tassie. You know, like, but back then there was nothing open. Like, even for the whole, even the Easter weekend, there was probably nothing open. Exactly. So we all worked retail, which meant that you could get smashed as anything on the Thursday night and no one worked the next day. So it was okay. But no one expected you to do anything because you'd normally be at work on a Friday. Yeah. So it's not like people were like, oh, hang on, you're ruining a day of your weekend where you're supposed to be doing chores or hanging out with the family or whatever. Mm. This is a free day. It's a free hit. Yeah, and we used to young guys that enjoy drinking and all the rest of work. Perfect time for cars night. Perfect. So it became this yearly thing that we did for quite a long time. It might have been a little bit like, maybe it was early 20s it kicked in, but it was mm. still in the young drinking era. Yes. And um, and it's just kind of kicked on. There was a few years in the middle where it faltered and went away, and then it came back waned. strong. Waned. It waned. Um, but it's just good. It's just good getting together with the boys and having a few more beers and drinkies what we needed to. And, and I tell you what, Mr. And I didn't House, win anything. <laughs> no, and me neither. But James made out astronomically uh, I well. don't know how he went in the end, but I'll tell you what. Um, there was 10 hands where he was well and truly up. He didn't lose a hand. His entire dealing period. Didn't it was get insane. below 19. Never seen blackjack. it. blackjack. Never seen it. Never. Even when he lost the deal, to me. Yes. Because I got blackjack. Yes. He then also got five and under, which meant everyone else still had to pay him double. Correct. <laughs> So I think the uh, the quote of the night was, fuck you, James. Yeah, I think mm. everyone was, fuck you, James. Pretty much. Yes, um, and also a big ups to Bub, who got a royal, royal flush. He did, actually. And he I was, was on well the other table when it. he got that. Yeah, and he milked it for as much as he could <laughs> whilst keeping other players in. I think his, the way he got the most out of that was the other player had a straight. Yes, and he thought he was in like Flynn. Well, if you've got a straight, I mean, you've got to go pretty much all in. Oh, yeah. And if you're only going to get beaten by a royal, I mean, come on. The odds are ridiculous. Redonkulous. <laughs> so, uh, and I was, I think I had like a pair or a high pair, but even I was like, no. <laughs> Jump out while I, you can. I, I jumped out and I jumped out very, very carefully. Yep. And did avoid a lot of damage. <laughs> so that was good. It was a good night. It was a good night had mm. by all. Yeah, but you're um. So you're in the shed. We are. The whole family is in the shed. Uh, but hang on, my kids, shifty little bastards that they are, have uh, gotten themselves a two night sleepover at Grammys. Ah, uh, they're not in the silly at all. Where they're not having to cook on an electric fry pan or the barbecue. Suddenly, it's like, wow, you do love the grandparents, really. Yeah. That's changed. I wonder why. <laughs> no, so Grammy and Aunty Jenna having my kids billeted at the, her place, um, and they'll have a great time. So it's just Amy and I in the shed. Glamping with the double swag. Hello. Anything can happen. Romance. Oh, nothing. You just go all out. Yep, and it's right near the power tools. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you've gone to the actual effort. Mm. Not many men to do this. To so say, you know what? 
Let's rip the carpet up mm. because apparently there's dust mites. Dust mites can't even see them. Just so you can get a weekend or a couple of nights with your missus in the shed. In the shed, unbelievable. One on one, you are a worker. Well, sometimes you got to put the effort in, mate. It's good. I think more men can actually take a few tips and hints from this and, and just say, you know what, flowers don't do it. No, ripping a weekend up the in carpet the shed. and a weekend in the shed because no one sees that coming. Romance isn't dead, mate. No. Romance is not dead. Unbelievable. You know what they call it? The polished floorboard manoeuvre. Oh, hello. The polished mm. floorboard. Yeah, once um, I release my uh, book of love tips, mm. it's coming out uh, early 2023. Yes. Um, that's actually number 17. I so mm. want to read your <laughs> your love tips. Book of love tips. Your book of love tips. amazing. Oh, it's going to... I don't know who's bringing it out yet. I was thinking Penguin books would have been great because I live in, you know, come from Penguin. Yeah. Uh, but they passed on that. And so, is the front cover just like the head of a penis? Because, you know, play on the word tip. Troy's love tips. That seems a bit gross, to be honest. And yeah, I think but it's the market you're after. Uh, there's a bit more credibility in this book, Joe. Okay. Uh, we're not after the crude. Oh. We're after the ones that need a bit of extra love help. That are weakened in the shed. <laughs> it's not to say that these are people that have got a lot of money. or You know, they're not the kind of – they're not the ones that go to Paris. It's the weekend the away the by staying home. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah. It's unfortunate if you've only got a two-by-four little garden shed that's got the victor in it <laughs> and it smells slightly of diesel. That, that does make it a little up. bit harder. Yeah. Yep. But that's okay. A couple of kids' um, bikes. Because that, that's a completely different scenario. If you've only got a little shed, you move that away. Yep. But tip number 24 mm-hmm. is it's a little – it's the, maza- the menage trick. It's right. the um, – Three in a tree house. The three in a tree house. Yeah, it's another great one. Just so, bringing a little bit of something different. Yeah, just bring a bit of extra love to your love shack. But it, does it only happen in the menage a tree house? Oh, yeah. The menage a tree house. Yep, three in, in a, a tree. tree house. Tip number 24. Yeah. <laughs> Troy's love tips coming out in early 2023. Yeah. Three in a tree. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I so want to hear more <laughs> of these. <laughs> Look, I think maybe we'll we'll park that one, but I am really, <laughs> I am dead set. How many love tips have we got? Uh, 30. 30 love 30 tips. 30 love tips. So three in a tree. Yeah. And three in a tree house. Three in a tree house, yep. Yeah. Uh, that was 24. And yep. number 17 was- uh, The polished floorboard manoeuvre. polished floorboard manoeuvre. <laughs> I love oh. that you've taken that one already, actually. That's good. Well, you know, yeah. I, I, well, you know how because these I, are real things; they're not things I've made up. No, I've heard about them. That's the reason why you've done this. I heard about the polished floorboard. I didn't yeah. know three in a tree house though. Three in a tree house. It's, it goes back, I think, to probably the late seventies. Oh, yep, yeah. Because it was always a case of um, it was it was always near a big bush in the late seventies. <laughs> Shrubberies. <laughs> so that's oh, it's seventies bush. Yeah, seventies yeah. bush. It's three in a tree house, but um, it's a bit it's, sharper these days. I tell you what, that's it's interesting now that. Even Bunnings do tree houses. Oh yeah, there's a lot in on it. Is that is that you built val- a tree house not long ago? I know. Is that validating? Well, no, I decided against it. <laughs> <laughs> Wife wasn't into it. Um, is that now validating the the rumor that I heard that Thursday nights is swingers night at Bunnings? I actually wasn't aware of that. Yeah, you hang out hang out at the uh, the DIY tree house assemble kits to pick really? up. I didn't know that. I have heard there's another thing too. I mean, I know, and this is- <laughs> Allegedly. This, that's the true thing. Yeah. Apparently, if you're a, um, a lady on the married side of life- right? Like my wife. Like, like a wife. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call them 
wives <laughs> on the married side of things. So if she wanted it, so I put a ring on it, yep. and then she became a wife. If you're a lady on the married side of life. Or a wife. <laughs> Always you know you can- marry on the right side <laughs> of wife. So you get, well, look, we'll just call her a wife. All right. If you're a wife yes. and you wear an anklet with a couple of love hearts on it, mm-hmm. it shows that you're married, but also after a bit of a good time when you go out. Shut the front door. This is a true thing. This is not something I've made up. So this why has my wife thing. got a tattoo with a couple of love hearts on it? It's a conversation that you and your lady on the married side of life need to discuss. <laughs> but No, seriously. Is that a real thing? That is a real thing. So if, no, this isn't even a made-up thing, like all jokes aside. So if that's I'm, a real thing. If I'm out at, you know, out of, the pub, out of the club, soccer on a Saturday morning probably is where I'm going to see more wives <laughs> than, a, than a club on a Saturday night. A lot of them have got Volvos. Yeah, quite frankly, yeah. I'm not probably hitting up the club that much on a really? Saturday night. Yeah. Okay, right. But I'm definitely there for soccer on a Saturday right? morning. Yep. So we're all there freezing up the duties off. Mm-hmm. She's in the ankle-length caprice. Yep. And I look down and see that, you know, she's got a, a bling on the thing, yep. but down on the ankle she's got the old two love hearts. Yeah, a little anklet. Yeah. little anklet. She's like, hello. Pretty much that means she probably, probably has not, come mate. straight from where she was the night before. Yes. Grabbed the kids and gone straight to the soccer because normally I would assume mm. you'd probably change out of that kit and let it go in a little box somewhere maybe to use another time. What I'm getting to is, though, mm. this has got nothing to do with that lady who picked the married side of life. Wives. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we don't need labels. You're right. I should right. stop labeling it. <laughs> but people the who Bunnings, identify as female and married. The Bunnings scenario. Yes. So that the the two love heart anklet trick mm. for the married wives doesn't sound right. Does doesn't it? does it? Um, but for those men. Mm. Who love a bit of Bunnings, if you see them out of the pub on, say, Friday, Saturday night, after work drinks, yep. and they've still got the nail bag on, <laughs> that also shows that they might be a married man on the, you know, on the married side, side of life. life. Um, but they're also keen for a little bit of extra curricular activities. Okay. So you're saying you're at the pub, it's Friday night. Yep. You're at the Ragged Ass Hotel. Ragged Ass, a great pub. Great pub. Yeah. Known for its Guinness on tap. Oh, well, why wouldn't it be? And you see Daryl there. Yep. And he's, got the tool, and he's still got the tool belt on. Yeah, and he's knocked off. He clocked off three hours ago. Yeah. Not not to, not selling the tool belt, just the nail bag. And he works in a pharmacy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it has that little bit of a – works in the pharmacy. <laughs> Fuck, just got up on that. But it's the scenario of – so it's not, not the tool bag, it's a nail bag. For the reason oh, for that just the nail bag. Yeah, because you know what? He's out soon if anyone wants to get nailed. nailed. That's what it is. Is that hardware euphemism? You know, like just – Nail pouch. Yeah, it's just a little pouch on the side. So well, you're not carrying a heap of stuff around. Like you haven't got your hammer hanging down or anything. you just got your nail pouch, your nail bag. How is that different to a bum bag? Oh, it's very different. Okay. Yeah, it's worn on the side when you go to the pub. Uh, that way, <laughs> otherwise, enough. when you have a few bruises and you go for a wee, mm. you don't wear on your bag. And no one wants to wear on your nail sack. Yeah. It's okay. a little bit like, um, you know, sometimes some people go to spit when they're on a face mask. And Fucking. Guys running face mask. Yeah. They do the same thing with the nail bag. They go to the toilet, rip rope and bang, piss straight on the bag. So yeah, goes no. down on the side. And it, here's the thing too. This is the other thing. You don't want to mix this stuff up. It's only if you've got the bag to the right. 
What happens if you've got the bag to the left? It it's, it means nothing. Just you just means you've you to take it off. Davy Bagger, have you got to take it off? Yeah. So oh, go that's right. like when we used to get our ears pierced back in school. If you pierced one side, it meant you oh. were LBGTIQ plus, and the other side meant you were just a bloke who liked getting earrings. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> it was a man on the earring side of life. Yeah. Mm. Question, when Daryl has got his nail sack or bag, uh, he has got it on the right. Yes. Which means he's on the pool looking yes. to nail something. Yep. Is there anything in that, like if he's got maybe screws in it instead of nails, that says he's after the company of another gentleman? Well, that this is an avenue that I have not actually looked into. I don't know. Because maybe that's what it is. He, you know, it's a bit broke back nailing. A bit, bit village people sort of scenario. Yeah. Is there a hardware guy in the village people? Construction. Close enough. Same, same. Yeah. I, I can guarantee se- that he wore his nail bag out on the left-hand side on a Friday night. And hardware, hotel. construction. It was the 70s. I mean, they were interchangeable. Cross, yeah, they really were. Cross country, you know, it's all different phrases, footpath, pavement, sidewalk, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's the same, same. Yep. Yeah, that's it's probably right. And if he's just rocking a moustache, I think he definitely is out for a bit of the strange. <laughs> a bit of the strange. Yeah, just whatever goes. Yeah. Now look, good on him. Have a go. Yep. You know, Have a crack. So, yeah, so there's a little bit of our stuff. So, anyway, look out for that. Troy's Live Tips. <laughs> Coming uh, to bookstores or you know what? Maybe if worse comes to worse, you can grab a copy, purchase it. Yes. On uh, hirehuntsman.com. <laughs> it's a multi-purpose website. As <laughs> seen on TV, but not really as yeah. heard on podcasts. But well done you on doing the Polish floorboard manoeuvre. I'm really impressed that you took that on board. I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, I mean, I'd love a, to know, mate. I tell you what, you've got to be invested because it's a four-day process. Maybe even, you know, if things are going well, give me a call. Give me an update. <laughs> Just, I'll take photos. Yeah. Just make sure you, you know, straight to my chat. Don't put it in the story, on the Facebook story. No. No, that'll, that'll get weird. I'll, I'll drop it's not in, weird if you send them direct to no, me. I'll drop in your DMs, mate. Yeah, no, thanks, <laughs> mate. Yeah. But, uh, well, you never know. You know, down the track we might bring out some more love tips for the release, but it's like a trailer or movie, isn't it? Isn't it? You know, it's just giving those little teasers. Yes. Where people go, you know what? That um, three in a treehouse, that sounds like a great <laughs> manoeuvre. And I'd love, I wonder what else is in the book. That's what people say now. They're saying, That's, I wonder what else is in that book. What's the cover look like? Yeah. You know, is it a page book? Certainly, there won't be a penis on the cover. I mean, okay. it's not that crass. It's uh, not that. Is, but is it going to be a tip per page, like a little book of calm, or is it going to be, are there going to be pictures? I, I think there'll be some Illustrations, sorry, because it's upmarket. Yep, some, like some diagrams. and Because not everyone reads a lot of words. Let's see, we're talking <laughs> to the gentleman of the... Of the the breed of the oh it's everything. it's it's more for the focused. men. It's not a couple's book. I oh, know it is for couples, but it's yeah. more so men can just show them to love their lady. You know, they just make it feel special. Swoon them, yeah. in the ways of the man. Because there's nothing a woman I think would not find attractive about a hubby coming home one night and saying, "How about we invite Beryl, your best friend?" Into the kids' tree house. Yeah, exactly. For a bit Susie, of your sister tree. already said no. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Beryl, eh? Beryl. <laughs> I don't know a lot of Beryls. I, I don't this know might a, be a guy down at Queenstown, though. And I don't know any Beryls under 80. Yeah, well, but you never you know, know. what? There's no, no, no. Oh, God, Joe, there's nothing better than experience. <laughs> Isn't there? <laughs> Not youthful exuberance. 
You not, know what? Not smelling like wee and mothballs. <laughs> Youthful exuberance is great, but there's no use being energetic if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and I suppose when you, you're dealing with some of the older of the ladies, there's nothing better than being able to look at a woman, look at her breasts, and see her vagina right in the middle. Like it's exactly. Just... <laughs> Maybe that's the cover. Yeah. But I mean, an artistic, artistic portrait of that, though. Like, you won't even really see what it is until you see, see it. it. And, and then, then you, you can't, can't unsee it. Pretty much. I like it. Yes. Yeah, so. Look mean, out for that one. 25 gonna, tips, early 2023. Pre-order that one. Oh, thanks, mate. Pre-order that one. Now, yeah. speaking of someone who I don't, but, well, let me tell you. I'm going to ask you something, and you're going to tell me whether or not this Brazilian man, which is, by the way, South American news... We haven't had any of that for we a while. We haven't had a bit of South America. I've got to say, just just quietly, mm. we do need, I think, because I love that segment so much, so I think we need to get an intro for that at some stage. South American news. South American news. We've had this conversation before, and I find it really hard to come up with some South American news style music that doesn't sound racist. <laughs> maybe, could we maybe give Ricky Martin a call or something, see if he'd do it. I think... I don't even know where he's actually from, but it sounds like it could work. Ricky Martin, I th- well, he's Latino, but I think he might be Mexican. I don't know. It I, was, really, I don't know. Let's I mean, have, let me have a look and let me tell you whether or not Ricky Martin. Well, you do a bit of a check on Ricky Martin. So I just think, I mean, he's a guy that we probably haven't seen him around as much lately. Bang. So Ricky Martin is from Puerto Rico. So, you know, he maybe is keen to do a bit of an intro for a – a Tasmanian podcast, somewhere down the south of Australia. She might go, you know what? This could be that really strange thing that boosts my career back up. Yeah. Anyway, why not? Fucking why not? It's part of the Caribbean, apparently. Or Um, Caribbean, depending on where you're from. An unincorporated (laughs) territory of the United States. So I'm, I'm not really sure it's really South American, but why not? But let's be honest, a lot of the South American news we have also wasn't South American. Oh, just there's always that. that. <laughs> and he did that song that could probably publish your book with a book launch. She bangs, she bangs. <laughs> um, mate, uh, what do you got for a us? A Brazilian model and singer is facing divorce, which is sad. Okay. Is sad. A man who is a... A man. By the way, the model and singer is a man. Right. Okay. Right, and he is in a male. Is is a he? Yep. Cisgendered. Right. Male. Um, he has an OnlyFans page, making hundred thousand dollars a month. Jesus. I know. Wow. He was very sad about the separation, though, because he had a lifelong dream, Troy. A lifelong <laughs> dream. I have a dream, and my <laughs> wish has always been. Well, sorry, I only have one daughter. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to go into a Martin Luther King scenario. No, I have a dream. My wish has always been to have ten wives, Arthur said. Arthur is the name. I only have one daughter, but I want to have a child with each one of my wives. He loves to share. He does. Well, unfortunately, he's he's come in a bit of trouble. Oh, no. He's married to nine women and is now facing divorce from one of his wives because she didn't want to share her husband. Arthur, what or Russo, bitch. a model from Brazil, <laughs> collectively married his nine wives last year. Is a, it legal to marry more than one woman, by the way? 
um, to celebrate free love and to protest against monogamy. As he and one one wife, Luna, are swingers, they decided to formalize their existence marriage in a ceremony held in a Catholic church in San Paolo. Hang on a second. <laughs> However, the, the couple, rabbit hole has just opened up. Well, it's not telling me whether or not this was actually a legal thing, but it's in a church. It looks like there is a, a minister. Maybe it was a commitment ceremony. The interesting thing is it's now you may kiss the bride. He's obviously kissing his wife, who mm-hmm. is the swinger, yep. who has agreed to share him with eight other women. Mm-hmm. So you'd want to say thanks very much. <laughs> and then the other two, four, six, eight women are just kissing each other. Ah, uh-huh. I love yeah. they're getting on it. But one of them's gone, no, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to share you with eight other women. Well, she's just having a bad day, though. Selfish much? I mean, exactly. Everyone else is fine with it. Yeah, get I on mean, board. If you look around and everyone else is fine and you're not, then you're the problem. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't know who the dickhead in the room is, it's you're fucking the, you. You're the dickhead. Yeah. So I, I think she's got some work to do on her own personal needs and her insecurities. Mm, Agatha was her name. Oh, bloody That's Agatha. Agatha. Apparently, the idea of polygamy wasn't as appealing as she once thought. She just wanted to have me all to herself, said Arthur. They're a weird breed of the pygmies, aren't they? <laughs> the polygamy. Aren't they? The p- They're just short little people that swing with each other. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Well, and you don't see many model pygmies either, so I mean, that's pretty impressive of him to go that well. Just pull one. Yeah, the polar pygmies don't tend to model a lot. No, and he's got eight of them. He's got... Oh, Jesus. Mind you, he's impressive. Only fans make a hundred thousand dollars a month. That's incredible. He's doing all right for himself. So, can I ask, what is he doing to for the? Is he doing a few he's got videos wives, and that mate. kind of thing? Like, how about he, you connect the dots? Is he doing a bit of like you know polished floor wall maneuvers or something? Oh well, I think he's doing more than throwing a tree. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing eight and a V eight. <laughs> eight and a V eight. Um, apparently, though, his other eight uh, paramours reportedly agreed that Agatha's attitude was wrong. Oh, and they decided to kill her and eat her. And believed that she accepted the marriage for the adventure and not real feelings, he said. Arthur explained that while he lost a wife, he has no plans to replace her just yet. Just yet. Well, he's still going to make them the, the double digits. He wants to hit ten wives. Uh, I mean, not literally hit ten wives. He no, wants to marry ten nice wives. Guy. And then he wants to have a child with each one of those wives. Which means, Troy, I don't know whether or not you've, you've caught up on this. He actually is going to have sex with each one of them. <laughs> wow. I know. Wow. Probably more than once. Now, I'm not sure whether or not that's part of his OnlyFans account, but I would suggest it might be. <laughs> I, Do you reckon? I, I would jump out on a limb yes. and say that there's a good chance... Very, very good chance. Yes, that he's using those women mm. to earn money oh. on his OnlyFans account. Well, I, I'm sorry to put it out there, and I'm I'm sorry if I've offended anyone. <laughs> but I just got a feeling that he's not getting a hundred grand a month mm. just by going around and saying I love you. Yeah, but first, could be wrong. firstly, if you're doing a three in a treehouse, don't be jumping out on any limbs because <laughs> that's a very that's, good point. That's probably not going to work yeah. out well. But I don't reckon he is. I reckon he's just, you know, free love. He's full of love. He's raging against the man which is monogamy. He's like, <laughs> rage against monogamy. Fuck you, I'll fuck who you tell me. Or I won't fuck <laughs> who you tell me. Fuck them all. Fuck you, I'm going to fuck who I want to. <laughs> raging against the machine. 
Brazilian style. <laughs> That'd be so good. Wouldn't it? Yes. Do you reckon? Really? <laughs> like, a, I that's love... A, that's a lot of women. Now, and I guess going to point that out, I'm not saying just women, but it's a lot of partners. Like, even if it was the other way around. Oh, I couldn't That's a lot up. of work. I know how much work one is. I don't think I can multiply that by eight. You know why, mate? Because you give yourself fully to her. Oh, There's only so much so love. Not that I'm just fucking soft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but just, could, just on your side. <laughs> but like, even if you, I mean, let's just say, and see, this, once again, this is the conservatory, conservative man in me. <laughs> the I'm conservatory like, on the planets now. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the conservative guy in me. I'm like, well, you only get to sleep with each woman once a fortnight. Not thinking that you might double up. You might three. have three in a treehouse. Do you reckon he's smart enough? No. To, <laughs> to make sure yes. that they all aren't in sync with their cycles. Or they are in sync with their cycles. Bye, bye, bye. So that he just has there's always a, a few yeah. on the go. On the go. Surely he'd be smart enough for that, wouldn't he? Because imagine if he had eight wives. Which and he unfortunately, yes. <laughs> every single one of them had the same cycle. So you'd have one week every month when no one wants to have sex. Some people like that kind of thing. Some people do, but where mm. emotions are on high. Oh, yeah. Things are amplified. Can be. Yeah, could be. And not just for the women. Sometimes it's men. Mm. Um, (sighs) But I think that only happens when they all live together. So they haven't said in the article that they're all residing at the same residence. Ah, Smart money would be is <laughs> smart money. Smart money would be is like you know what? I'll have a couple live here, a couple live there, and a couple live there. You run four or five households. Yep. Live two in a tree house. Two in a tree house, and you have your own batch pad somewhere. Oh, a bit of freedom time. A bit of me time. A bit of alone time. Because you need that. If you've got eight different partners. Exactly. When's it, when are you going to play Xbox? Exactly. That's so true. <laughs> when are you going to sit back and watch your Nicolas Cage movies? Exactly. Go on air for crying out loud. Yeah. Try and get some of those nine Brazilian women to sit down and watch <laughs> a Cage-a-thon. Oh, I mean, trouble. Worth it. Yeah. But you've got to find the right nine women. You do. <laughs> No, it's that, hard enough to find one. How is he finding nine? No, that that, you know, you know, one loves Tim Tams. Other yep. one likes chips. Someone else wants M and M. Someone wants popcorn. Bloody hell! You get like a snack you bar at the minute. Movies two up the end. All they want to do is eat ice cream. Fucking and hell! And it's like you got to go to the supermarket and organize all this stuff. Whereas <clears> all you want to do have your backpack, pad, your yep. Nicholas Cageathon, yep. and you just want a little pantry with your favorite monkeys in it. That's it. Perfect. And you just want alone time. And you know, everyone needs that in every relationship, especially when you get eight of them. And what happens? Okay, so or or is this maybe a selection criteria? You have a Nicolas Cage fan. Mm-hmm. You have a Sylvester Stallone fan. Yeah, true. Then you have a Van Keanu Damme. Reeves Van fan. Van Damme. A Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean- Steven Seagal. They're all fucking really old then. If, the, yeah. if, the, if, we're, talk, if we're talking Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. <laughs> I mean, but like, you know, you have a, your Wickathon with mm-hmm. one wife. You have your cage-a-thon with another wife. And then, you know what, there's one that you really just love for her yep. where you have a Bridget Diaries. Oh, nice. A Hugh Grandathon. A Hugh Grandathon. Yep. <laughs> you know what would be also interesting? Tell me. And, I mean, this is a guy who's got eight wives. Now. Eight, that, that's four by two. He had nine. Wives. He's got yeah. eight now. He's got eight now, yep. Do you reckon he's ever done an octathon? An octathon. <laughs> All eight together in one bed. You'd get lost. 
That's why it's called an octathon. You just because there's just legs and stuff everywhere. You could go out for drinks half time and come back, and they wouldn't have even noticed you weren't there. <laughs> I reckon every man saw. You know what I'd love to have an octathon, just eight women, eight women, but you just do. naked women, eight of them going. We want just, you, just all there, just slithering around. Look, I hear you, and I look, I absolutely get it. But I think the reality is, there you have eight beautiful women. I'm not saying they're all beautiful, but well, let's no. Every woman's beautiful in her own way, and you've oh, chosen. Wow, you worded that nicely, didn't you? <laughs> well, you've chosen these women to be your wives. Yep. So there is an attraction to them on some level. It could be emotional. It could be intellectual. Yep. It could just be that she's got a great set of tits. That's actually, and I've already sold told bloody Trudy over there to take that fucking anklet off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going out with those two halves on your ankle. Just take it off. Let <laughs> me force you to. So, join the, the octathon. Get over here. Get it. Come on. Get him, get him on. It was your idea. You're the one who put the Facebook party together. Put an event on there. <laughs> yeah, Facebook event. Anyway, so you've rocked up. And they're all in some stage of undress or or something they find sultry and seductive. You've You've known them in a biblical sense before, so they kind of know what you're into. And they're all like, fucking, we are the octo-wives. We are fucking in. You rock up. I reckon it's probably a nanosecond before you lose your load. It depends, though, because if you've been smart, you've already purchased a copy of Troy's Love Tips. (laughs) And love tip number eight is there's nothing wrong with an octathon. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with an octathon. (laughs) And it gives you... A lot of hints yep. on how to make sure that everyone feels included. In an octathon. In an octathon. And everyone gets satisfied by the end of that. Mm. And it also means it's a, it's a way so you don't um, – basically, what's the best way of saying it? Um, you can't retrieve a load once it comes off the trailer. No. Like once, it, once it's come off the trailer, you're never going to get it all back. Once the train's left the station, mate, you're going to have to wait for another exactly. train. Exactly. So what you need to do is make sure you got that beast under control. And yeah. there's tips in there to help with that too, so – <laughs> Early 2023. Tips. Choice love tips. Nothing Tip wrong. Number eight. Nothing wrong. With an octathon. octathon. Yeah, keep it. I think that's that perfect. I, look, Thank I you. am. I can't believe we've got three tips so far. <laughs> oh, look, I wasn't going to let three go. No. I was going to let one go. Yes. And got a bit excited about the treehouse. Once again, octathon. And, and now it just went into the conversation. It just what went are the there. odds of that? <laughs> a one in eight. <laughs> Speaking anyway, of love, can yes. I add a bit of love news? I love love news. Tell me, tell me what your love news is. John Daly. Long John Daly. Long John Daly. For those former who don't know him. Golf legend. Yeah, look, I wouldn't even say former golf legend. I'd say still a golf legend. Yep. But he's not the kind of guy that goes around and wins the Masters anymore. He's not on the. Is he still on the PGA? He's still about, I think. I know even his young boy actually played off and there was a celebrity comp, whatever, here a while back. Tiger Woods and his young boy played, and John Daly and his young boy played. And, um, and they actually won. But John Daly and his young bloke actually won the day or won the event on the weekend. Because John would be fifty plus, wouldn't he? Oh, uh, he would be. He'd be on the seniors tour. Oh, I wonder if it actually says how. Because John Daly, I mean, for John those people is. who are listening, who He's a big boy, who aren't golf followers, Long John Daly got given that name because he could hit a fucking golf ball, a country mile. Oh yeah, he could a, a long legitimate way. country mile. 
And this was before people like Tiger Woods turned golfing into being an athlete. He was just as big as David Foster and could just smack the shit out of – he could knock the dimples off a golf ball. Uh, 55, mate, he is actually. There you go. Surprise he's lasted this long, I've got With, to say. Correct. He is a he's a Jenny Craig ad waiting to happen. <sighs> he's just, so anyway um, – Big boy. And was, also known yeah, to be walking up the fairway having a dart. Oh, yeah, he did love a smoke. <laughs> Didn't he ever. Yeah, so he was, um, he was like the – he was a devil incarnate of golfers. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why the everyday golfer loved him. The hacker, the weekend hacker, look, John Daly's amazing. He's, he's me who's made it. He's got a bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand, a ciggy in the other, yep. and he's on the PGA. And he's he's winning comps. Yeah, just smacking the shit he's out amazing. of it. But I tell you, he looks like Santa Claus now. He's, yeah. he's grey, big beard. Yep. He's got the, the guts of Santa. Nice. Like it's said. But anyway, so he's not um, at the Masters now. Okay. But instead, he has a little bit of a thing he does each year when the Masters is on. Mm. He still comes to Augusta. Okay, perfect. And spends the whole time at Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> he sits around and he drinks piss and he gets photos with the girls. And, yeah. yeah. So they, actually, it's at the point now where it's become like a Masters tradition, but it's not actually the golf. Oh, where's John? So this happens all the time. Apparently, he'll come along and he'll go to the Augusta Hooters. Yes. And he'll basically just drink and drink. But he drinks, he doesn't just go in the private booth. He'll drink with all the fans, too. Oh, anyone who's there. He'll take photos with anyone. He gets, you know, his little lap dances. He gets all the photos with the girls and does all that. I tell you what, I've just had a look at him. You just got him up? I do. (laughs) And. And www.menwholooklikekennyrogers.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. He has got the Kenny look, there's I no mean, doubt. I mean, certainly mate, by Santa. I mean, rest in peace, Kenny Rogers, but there's a photo there. Look, I love it. He's, he's got, just loving it. He's just loving it. He looks happier than ever before. And I just love that there are so many photos of him with darts playing <laughs> golf. Like, it's just. Genius. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. So once he finishes at Hooters, of course, and the Masters is done. Yes. Then everyone's like, well, "Where does he go now?" So what he does, uh, he jumped in his RV and went to Myrtle Beach, which is about, I think I checked, it's about 230 clicks, I think, from Augusta. Mm-hmm. So it's what would that be? Maybe a three two to three hour drive. Three hour drive. Three hour drive. Well, it's America, so hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so he does that. So what he does then is is actually. Uh, based on what they call a Monday after the Masters concert that happens. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you know the name Darius Rucker. It's a country artist. Sounds familiar. He was a lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, just little cry. So, old, um, old John, Long John Daly. When the sun comes up tomorrow. Join Darius and the other members of the Blowfish. Yes. On stage. Perfect. Um, and he actually sung... Playing on guitar. Yes. Dylan's knocking on heaven's door with the nah, band. Nah, nah, and yeah. apparently, and I've, I did have audio here, but we haven't got it hooked up. Apparently sounded all right. Apparently he's got pretty good singing pipes. John Daly, Daly can sing. Not only can he win comps, knock the ball a long way, do it while drinking and smoking a dart, and then go to Hooters. And then fucks off to another city, <laughs> jumps on stage with Hootie and the Blowfish and knocks out knocking on Heaven's Door while frigging playing. And I reckon he was probably half fucking shot doing Three that as well. To the wind. My question is, why are they having an after-masters party 250 clicks away? I don't know, but apparently this has become another big thing that just happens. 250 so, kilometres away, though. Yeah, so just called it. It's the, um, it's the annual Monday after the Masters concert. 
Don't know why. But the Masters finishes on Sunday and they want everyone to drive two and a half hours up the road to go to a concert. Why would you just not have the concert in Augusta? Maybe there's no venue. Everything's booked out. Maybe that's it, Everyone's there for the golf. Maybe that's that's the invisible line. So people who are going to Augusta (laughs) for the golf – no, it's everyone who's going to Augusta for the golf books hotels up to 150 k's out. That's you're probably only, right. Because you're only an hour, hour and a bit away from Augusta. If you're an hour and a half away, you're getting really good rates. And a lot of the people, let's be honest too, that go to the Masters, mm. they're not your your Beerswell and Bogans. No. They're your ones that go around and they're actually, they've got their little radios going and they're, they're yep. all dressed up to the nines and look very fashion ready. And they're following the people they want to well, follow. Well, there's a dress code and, just and to attend. There's, there's so many codes for everything over there. It's ridiculous. Yes. Like, I reckon that some of the codes are so abstract because it's happened for so long that they're ridiculous. Mm. But you know what? It's a private golf course, so Do it if, if you, you don't want. want to go, fucking don't These go. These are the rules. But, um, yeah, you might be right, though, because it's a prestigious event. And people do probably, you know, book hotels two hours away. So we we'll just get up early and we'll drive. Exactly. So you need to have an event that's not going to be – in, impeded on accommodation or, you know, a venue because of people there for the golf. Yep. So two and a half hours away. Bang, done. It's on. Yep. And all we need to do is get John Daly up the road. And they say that Myrtle Beach is also the best place to find a good blowfish. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag true story. Oh, and on that road, I've got nothing better. On that roadies, um, it has been an absolute pleasure, but we are going to give you another small little teaser. Uh, Mr. Barnes and I have decided that we're going to be doing another live show. We haven't released a date. No. But it is going to be soon. I'm tipping, because oh, I haven't discussed it with Troy. Um, <laughs> I was trying to act as though I knew what was going on. Yeah, but, but I know you don't. Um, I I've reckon, been busy with my book. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Looking for a publisher. Um, I reckon we'd probably be doing it either on or before 250. Oh, 250. 250's still a little way away. So Yeah, it gives eh. us a few weeks. It gives us 12 see weeks. See how we or go. So. Yeah, well, let's see what we can work out. 250's a big number, isn't it? Isn't it ever? It's a big number. I look forward to it. 250. <laughs> uh, anyway, roadies, on that, I am Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. <laughs>